Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Laura Shar. Laura, are you ready to do this? I am ready. Thank it's, you for having me. Oh, it's, it's, it's my pleasure, and let's do this. Laura is a CFP. She is an executive and personal coach working to help people lead more fulfilled and balanced lives. I'm excited to have you on. Laura, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yes, yeah, so... um. Basically, I, I try to help people through transition, especially like executives, pre-retirees, and uh, new retirees, and women navigating that whole work-home life balance. I feel like that's been my life's work, fine-tuning and exploring that equation. Um, my personal life, um, uh, my family, faith, and friends are number one. I'm married. I have a 23-year-old son. I'm active in my church, and I basically just want to use my God-given talents to help others. So... I teach kids through the Junior Achievement Program, and I also mentor at-risk youth one day a week at my church. Um, I also tell people I'm a total nerd, a <laughs> um, <laughs> total geek. I'm normally reading about three weeks at any one time, but I also have that, like, I'm left brain, right brain, so I'm one of that 3% of the population who's 50% left and 50% right. So um, I think that makes me unique. And I think the other thing that makes me unique is that I have a very diverse work history. So I've worked as a fashion model. I've worked as an iron worker, a chemical engineer, a marketing executive. I ran my own financial planning firm for almost a decade. And now I'm an executive and personal growth coach. So <laughs> I like it. I'm unique. Yeah, for sure. You said only 3% of, of people have a 50-50 split between brains? That is very true. Oh. Yeah. It's a very unique thing. And that's why I feel like I maybe am so different. So, um, But anyway, it's a, a unique perspective. Yeah. I, I love it. And perspective is certainly a valuable and an important thing. So, okay. so what... What do people really need to know about your work? You obviously do and have such a great diverse work experience, and I think the work yeah. you're doing now is very cool. So, yeah. So what I do? So I tell people first what I do for a living is I listen intensely and I ask a lot of questions, and it's sort of like um, if you use an analogy, it's kind of like I'm, I'm a mirror that reflects back their insight and their creativity. So that they find the solutions to solve their problems and move forward. So, and it's funny because people love to look, talk about their problems with an outsider and they like to talk about them out loud, right? So it's amazing when they come to me and we're working through an issue and we're having a dialogue and then they'll stop and they'll go, wow, I just said the solution to the problem and I have that aha moment and wow. Why didn't I think of that earlier? It's almost like they're embarrassed because they came up with a solution, but I tell them, no, that's the way coaching works. I'm your guide, you're doing the work. So that's the first piece of it. And then the second piece is that I provide structure to their life through what we call fulfillment exercises. And fulfillment exercises, they help people create a vision. So. We do exercises with the clients to craft their life purpose, as well as to nail down 
their core values. Because when people find work or even play for that matter, that aligns with their core values and their life purpose, that's when they're fulfilled. So most people, they, they aren't fulfilled. And, you know, quite frankly, they never really think about these things. And so when we do these life purpose exercises and the core value exercises, they, they go off with a sense of intentionality and that leads to conviction and that leads to action. And such an incredibly valuable thing that you can help somebody to do is to do what you've just described. Yeah. I, I, and I, I like to say that what we craft for people, and, and you know, I'll even ask you what yours is, but like a life purpose statement looks a little like this. So it's, I am a blank so that people blank. And the first blank is like a metaphor. And the second one is your impact on the world. So I like for me, it's my purpose is I am the shining star who co-creates clarity, abundance and resiliency for people in transition. So I guess if you had to fill in the bank blanks, George, what would be your life purpose statement? Yeah, and and uh, I I need to be honest and tell everybody that Laura let me know that she was going to ask me this in advance. I am not that I'm probably not fast enough on my feet to be able to answer this one, but I think that that I am the the catalyst so that people can lead happier and more contented lives. Wow, that, that, that's always always what I tell people is I I work to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So I love it. So you're the you're like a catalyst for them to leave happy live happily, happy and contented lives around money. There you go. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. And <laughs> I feel like that's that's so important today too, because it's it's almost like your why, it sounds like is a lot like my why, you know? Um, really yeah. helping people yeah. feel better about not only their finances, but their lives. Yeah. Do you think that, that people have a harder time Coming up with, and I, I think that that the way that that you just helped me go through that is is pretty easy. But if you were just to ask people what their life purpose was versus what their core values are, I would I would think that people would have an easier time distilling down core values than life purpose. But I'm wrong a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, life purpose <laughs> is normally a guided imagery thing, um, and it takes a little more time than what you and I did a little bit before we got on the phone, but. Um, the core values is actually interesting. So what you do is you you walk through, you ask your client to describe a peak experience, a moment in their life that where they felt that they were on fire, they were lit up, they were doing it all right, they felt great. It just where they felt that they were using all of their talents to good use, and everyone was maybe giving them accolades for it, or they just felt in their heart that they were doing what they were meant to do. And you have them describe that experience. And when they do so, they use a lot of action statements and adjectives. And what I do is I write them down and then we go through that and prioritize those values for the client. Because normally our peak experiences, those fabulous moments in our lives, are the things that we want to incorporate more into our life. We just don't realize it because we haven't been intentional about it. And that's such a key word in all of this, right? It's intentionality. And because yeah. if you want to be a happier person, you need to be intentional about it. And that's true of, I want to be this, then I need to be more intentional about everything. And probably the first step is just making that decision that, yes, I'm interested in improving. 
Yeah, exactly. And so like for me, and that's why I think I've had so many different careers, I've morphed along with my own assessment of my values. And so I realized there are things that really, I call it my pain becoming my purpose, right? So I did, I became a financial planner because as I was growing up, money was, was a limited resource. It was a lot of stress in the household. And I really wanted to help people like yourself to, to navigate that. But what I missed most about when I left my financial practice was that deep connection of life planning with my clients, because I did a lot of coaching and life planning with them for almost a decade. And I realized that that connection where you're deeply determining their dreams, their bucket list, what they want to do in the next five years, that lit me up and I missed it. And the other thing is that I also remember, you know, as a former executive, as well as, you know, an entrepreneur, sole proprietor, I know how lonely it can get and how stressful it is when you're dealing with constant change, whether it's technology or industry changes or company changes. And I remember those painful parts of my career, particularly being a woman in male dominated fields. And I wish I had someone to help me navigate that. So I'm very intentional about helping others now manage their pain points so that they can thrive personally, professionally, because you look at a person from a holistic standpoint. Um, and as a CFP, I'm completing that picture in their personal and professional lives because I'm looking at everything through that lens of what's the financial impact of it. So I'm giving them that personal um, satisfaction and fulfillment, that professional satisfaction and fulfillment and balance, and then looking at, okay, also, how's that affecting me financially? And I just think that makes my perspective a bit unique um, from other coaches, I guess. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. So when you talk about finding these 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 pain points, mm-hmm. could could one of those be, you know, I, I'm I'm not getting out of my life what I what. Let, let me just back up and try to ask that a different way. Is it, could, could it be that I'm doing something that is not fulfilling to me and I need to change gears? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's, um, it's that you're just stuck in a rut or you feel like you need to pivot. And normally people don't really know why, right? When they're, they're sitting there and they're going, Hmm, something's wrong with my life, but I don't know quite what and they get kind of depressed so we use a tool called the wheel of life and it's got several different dimensions and the client goes in and and they there's like little circles concentric circles on the wheel and they kind of grade their life from a zero to ten along all those dimensions and that's when we know where the wheels out of balance and where their pain points truly are which they don't realize sometimes until they look at the wheel of life so I had one client and I said, what do you want to talk about? And he said, I want to talk about my career. I said, great. So I had him look at the wheel of life and he pondered it for a few minutes. And then he said, you know, come to think of it. This isn't really about my career. It's about my health. I think that's my pain point. I'm not, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to do the things I want to do. And so that's frustrating me and it's affecting my career. But I think if I fixed my health, my career would improve. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Just not necessarily knowing, kind of assuming that, that what you're unhappy with is, 
is the cause or, 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 or the reason why you're not getting everything out of life that you're, you're getting and then just taking a step back and, and maybe diving into some different areas. That's when you really discover what the, what, what, what maybe the real problems are. So yep. oh, I, I yep. appreciate that very much. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I mean, how, how do people get started with, with, with change? Obviously you need to identify it, but. Yeah. So I think, um, the way they get started is they really, um, they need to look at, like I said, what areas look like they're out of balance. And then we generally try to find out what is the obstacle. And so from there, we try to identify what we call their saboteurs. And they come up in that, oh, I can't do it. I'll never be able to do that. We look at their conversation and how they show up. And we try to acknowledge their saboteurs. And we also acknowledge where they're stuck. And we can do some exercises around that to get them unstuck, which are very creative. There's a lot of um, actually science behind what we do. And that's why it can be very deceptively simple. People think, oh, coaches just listen and the person comes up with the problem or the, the, the solution. And um, but actually, we do a lot of work based on the tools that we have to get people unstuck and to address their saboteurs. Because once those saboteurs stop showing up, that person can now move forward and they can be accountable. Most times we're accountable and we make a move but we don't, nothing happens. And it's because those saboteurs keep showing up in ways that the client doesn't even realize. And it, it could probably be little things too that they don't even realize that they're doing on a consistent basis in the way that we talk to ourselves and probably talk ourselves out of the things that we want to do. Those Absolutely. are the things we need to address. Absolutely. And and they don't realize it until you feed it back to them and they go, wow, have a, do I really say that all the time? <laughs> yeah. And then they're, once, the, you know, awareness is the first step. So once they're aware of it, they can then, I call it zapping the saboteur. I actually call the saboteurs um, BS, uh, but ugly saboteurs. <laughs> <laughs> and so I tell them they need to zap, zap the BS and zap the but ugly saboteurs. And there's ways that we can, techniques that we can use to do that. Got it. Okay. Got it. okay. And. All right. So it's a matter of becoming aware. It's a matter of identifying the saboteurs, what mm-hmm. what I'm probably doing to myself on a consistent mm-hmm. basis that's stopping me from getting to where I want to go. Yep. Um, and then what does somebody need to be doing on a consistent basis to uh, obviously you're, you're, you're working to break bad habits. How do you create good ones for people? Oh, good, good question. So the next step is you, you find, we, we do we identify what's called the inner leader. And the inner leader is that person for you who is always got your, your best, um, they're always accountable to you. They always have your best interest at heart. They want what's best for you. They're smarter, wiser, higher level you, right? So we can do some guided imagery exercises where they identify their inner leader. And we also um, can call on that person when the saboteur is coming through or when we feel stuck. Um, we can have different, we can also, we also call it kind of like a dream team or other allies that help the inner leader that you can call on. For example, 
my inner leader is inner star. Okay. So I try to tap into that inner star in me to give myself confidence. And I have visual cues. I have stuff on my, um, on my uh, computer. Um, I've got visual cues around my office that kind of remind me when my saboteurs get ugly to, to find my inner leader and kind of move through an obstacle. But I also could call on aspects or imaginary people or dream team we call them they could be real or imaginary or past or or present people that help us um, pull certain aspects into our life so for example let's say i wanted to cultivate more fun in my life well my fun um team member is freddie mercury you know i saw that movie and i said wow i really need to bring more fun into my life if i can channel freddie mercury i can (laughs) Just, you know, bring bring more fun into my life. So I might, and if I need, let's say, self-care, I might chat, I might call on the Mimis. They're my grandmothers. And like when I need to take better care of myself, I go, you know what, what would my grandmothers be doing for me right now? They'd be telling me, you know, take some breaths, go exercise, take a break from your office, go stretch, whatever. So you sometimes need to call on these other aspects of you or these allies to help you go where you you yourself wouldn't because you're stubborn or you've got your saboteur in the way. I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, Laura, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah. So what I really think is so important today because we live in a world that's so full of pain um, is that people when people get emotional, give them the space for being in that emotion. Unfortunately, I think today because people are in pain, they're turning to drugs, they're turning to gaming, they're getting addicted to things. And rather than being in that pain and having to go to an inanimate object, let's say, whether it's taking a selfie for your Instagram or it's, you know, going to pills, um, we need to connect with people. That's the anecdote. So what I say is when people get emotional, give them that space for that emotion. And the less said, the better. Stay present with them by reflecting back where they are with their own words and be with them in their body movement, mirror their body movement. Don't shut them off. Don't turn them away. Don't get angry, you know, back at them if they're angry. Um, You know, it takes a lot of courage for someone to open up. And the last thing that they want is for you to close down. So I like to say that when people have that emotion, that is a gift that they give us, accept the gift. Being vulnerable really is a gift they give us. So accept that gift, let them unravel that emotion so they move on. That is the gift that we give back to them. So it helps diffuse their internal bomb and it also encourages them to continue to be vulnerable. And this is something we just don't do in this world. So look them in the eye, honor their emotions, let them talk it out and let them really just be in that emotion. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on, come on. Laura, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? I think the best place is LinkedIn. If anybody wants to connect with me, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm under Laura Shar, S-C-H-A-R-R. And um, that's the best way. They They can connect to me. They can send me a message. And I do offer a complimentary coaching session, as a lot of coaches do. And I would love to be able to work with people and find out how I can help them with their pain points. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Laura your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Connect with Laura on LinkedIn, and I will list that in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Laura. Thank you, George.
And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.